0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, strength and conditioning specialist for the Natty Hour, and welcome everybody to episode 57. I know that it has been a couple of weeks since my last episode, and I promise you guys that I am going to be doing weekly episodes moving forward. Just the last couple weeks here, actually, I just got really busy with trying to get in some last-minute studying to finish up my CSCS designation, and in today's episode, I kind of want to talk about that because we have finally made it across the finish line, which is so exciting. I believe it was episode 52. I just kind of talked about me passing the first section. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it might be a little beneficial. So today's episode kind of makes sense. I will try to fill in the blanks as best as I can. So, for those who don't know, the CSCS designation, it stands for being a Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. It's through the NSCA, National Strength and Conditioning Association, and it is one of the more challenging and reputable designations out there. It's not just for someone who wants to be a personal trainer. This designation kind of falls into more so working with athletes, those who compete in sport, and that is something I actually hope to get into in the near future more particularly dealing with youth trying to help coach kids in soccer football basketball whatever the sport may be but not a lot of people realize that especially if a lot of kids are serious about being a professional athlete as they grow up Strength and conditioning is actually extremely important and plays a very valuable role, and this is actually something that I didn't get when I was a kid. You know, I was actually very serious about playing basketball, but for for a lot of people, you know, my coaches, family, and everyone around me it was kind of wishful thinking, and all I ever did was just go to basketball practice, I would play basketball, and go home and do nothing else. I would eat however I wanted, I didn't have anybody trying to help me with my nutrition to make sure that I was optimizing nutrition for performance, that I was optimizing my off-season so I can have a successful in-season. And I think that's why I was just so fascinated with this designation, because there is is so much room for growth when it comes to being a student athlete. And we are so adaptable at a young age that it's so important for us to just capitalize on that. And I know that that is something that is taken very seriously depending on your location, you know, especially in the States. I grew up in a small town, so it wasn't as fixated on as it might be for a student athlete who might live in Vancouver, for example, where sports and the development of it at a young age is taken a lot more seriously, and I just find that to be so fascinating. So that's kind of my vision for myself, where I see myself going, where I see myself trying to strive to help towards, especially as I have kids. You know, Kyle and I grew up both playing sports, you know, we love sports, of course, we hope the same for our kids one day and I want to be able to help them to be able to, you know, if they one day want to be a professional basketball player, I don't have to laugh in their face and say that'll never happen. I can give them the tools to try to help them make that happen. So I finally got the designation and it was a very challenging designation to get actually and I know that this might not seem applicable to everybody, but I promise you, if you just listen, I am gonna tie my experience back to a generalized experience that I think will be beneficial for most people listening to this. So there is a point to this podcast episode that I think could benefit most people depending on your goals and your situation. I actually first registered to take my CSCS in 2016. It's now 2021. (laughs) And in 2016, I just registered for it because I knew that it was very reputable and I just wanted to have that knowledge base. I didn't have the Uh, attachment to the designation back then like I do now, but there was a lot of self-doubt at that time that I didn't even start studying. I read like maybe the first couple of chapters and those were very science-based and as you guys know, I don't have a science background at all. Actually, I got my degree in accounting and marketing went off and then got designated as a chartered accountant. My background is very heavily influenced by business. So reading some of those first couple of chapters in 2016 was extremely daunting. And I had a lot of self doubt that I just didn't continue on. I'm like, ah, you know what? Kyle and I are getting ready to move to Kelowna. I have a lot going on, I'm not even going to worry about this." So I just put it on the back burner and I kept putting it on the back burner, coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse why I shouldn't do it. And I don't know what changed, but something just kind of shifted in the middle of 2019 where I decided like, you know what, enough is enough. It's time to officially finish what I started. So I picked up the books. I started reading through them front to back, taking notes, watching an insane amount of YouTube videos on topics that I didn't understand, like the sliding filament theory, how the cardiovascular system worked, all of those different things that I just didn't have as much of a knowledge base in. I did get certified as a personal trainer, when I first started my business, but the degree to which those topics were discussed was very broad. It was not as in-depth as it was for the CSCS. So even though I had a general idea of some of these terminology, it was definitely not to the expectation or the amount that I needed in order to excel in the CSCS designation. So there was a big learning curve for me when I first started in 2019. So it wasn't until maybe March of 2020 that I started to finally feel ready that I just decided, hey, I'm gonna register for the exam. I booked it for the middle of April of 2020. And of course, as we all know, COVID kind of took over our lives in the middle of March and I had to actually postpone my exam because all the schools and the institutes were closed. This isn't an exam that you can just take from the comfort of your own home, like a lot of designations are. I actually had to be within a facility, it was through Pearson View, where I had actual, like an actual person keep an eye on me, like an ac- You know, anyone who's been to university, you know what it's like to take an exam, just like that. So all of the institutes in April were closed. I don't know when they started to open back up, probably in July or August, I can't really remember, but I ruptured my achilles at that time, where I just emotionally wasn't in the headspace to even want to take an exam, and I actually can't take the exam here in Kelowna, I had to travel to Vancouver for that, so taking, you know, traveling to Vancouver, and you know walking around when i can barely walk <laughs> was just not something that i wanted to do so not trying to make up excuses but you know it was just kind of murphy's law at that point you know one thing happens everything is going to kind of hold you back from taking this exam so it wasn't until november of 2020 that's 4 years later after registering for this thing that i finally was able to write the exam so we went down in november wrote the exam and For those who did listen to my previous podcast episode, you guys know that I ended up failing one of the sections. So with this exam, there are two sections. There's the science section and the practical applied. As you guys know, I don't have a science background, so the majority of my studying was actually spent worrying about the science section. And, you know, that was probably 90% of my time spent on that, where the practical section, you know, like program design, exercise technique... Things like that, I tried to rely more so on my personal experience. And even looking back now, I rushed through the practical section because I spent way more time on the science section, even though they're different they're different time spots. Like, you have a timed amount for the science section, you take a break, and then you do the practical section. For whatever reason, I just rushed through the practical section. So I ended up failing by a couple of marks where... At the time i wasn't actually upset because i expected to fail the science section just because it's not my background even though i spent the majority of my time for over a year studying it i still didn't feel 100 percent confident and that's just where self-doubt comes into play we all kind of go through that with certain situations but i was relieved that i passed that section and i knew that hey you know what there's a couple of things that i need to work on for the practical section and I think the biggest thing that I realized with that is I don't need to be upset because this is my craft. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And with that, learning's never going to stop. And clearly right here, it's an opportunity for me to continue learning. You know, I have an opportunity here that I have some room for growth and I was okay with that. And what's really interesting about that is I've never really failed anything before when, with the exception of one experience, and this is when I was becoming a chartered accountant. So for those who have their CPA or CA, you have, you know what I'm talking about. You have different modules, you have five different modules, and then you go and write the UFI at the time. It's now called the CFI. The UFI is a three-day exam. Before that, I actually ended up failing mod five, So that's like right at the end of the program where you're just like on the tail end where you're ready to be done and you're just home stretch, if you will. I ended up failing mod 5 and I was devastated. I was so upset to the point where I wasn't going to continue. And I was already looking for a new job. I'm like, screw this. I'm not doing accounting. I can't do this again. Like, I don't want to do this again. Long story short, I ended up actually passing that module because I appealed the exam. You always appeal it, and they never reversed their answer, like their, their score, but for whatever reason, they did end up reversing mine, and I ended up actually passing, so I continued on and ended up getting my accounting designation. But if that didn't happen, I was at a point where I was ready to quit, and just kind of kind of comparing and contrasting both experiences it just kind of shows that you know what i just wasn't in the right situation when i was doing my cpa not that i regret it or anything it's definitely gotten me to where i am now where i can you know confidently run a business but it's just interesting and really funny when you are studying and preparing for something you're truly passionate about. The failures and obstacles that come with that, they don't really matter. They really don't, and it's actually kind of cool to kind of go through that experience and just gave me that reassurance that, hey, I'm on the right path here. I'm obviously doing something that I'm passionate about where the failure doesn't make me want to quit. It makes me just want to do better and be better. And I thought that that was actually really cool. So after failing the second section, I had to wait three months in order to rewrite that section and I didn't have to rewrite the whole exam. So that was kind of nice over the last three months here, been studying my ass off to just make sure that I had all of the program design, exercise technique, the legalities and everything in place so I had the knowledge base to pass the practical applied section. And we ended up doing that in February. So that happened two days ago. Went down with Kyle, wrote that section, felt so nervous because, you know, I technically haven't ever failed an exam before, and this is something I really cared about, and I didn't want to fail, even though I had the same mindset where I'm like, okay, if I fail, I go back to the drawing board, maybe I just go and do an internship and try to work with athletes, maybe I need some more one-on-one experience, and I had that mindset going into it the second time where I was still going to be okay. I probably wouldn't have handled it as well, but I knew that it was going to be okay because I was still, I still knew I was on the right path. And I ended up passing, and I, I just can't even describe to you the level of happiness that I had. After having a few days to kind of just self-reflect, because I love doing that, whenever I close a, a door in my life, it's always important to me to just kind of self-reflect see what I've learned along the way. And one of the biggest things, and this is where the tie-in for other people in this situation is, what I learned is, you know, looking back at all of the delays and the setbacks that I have been through with this designation, you know, I've, I've been wanting to do it since 2016, I've finally have got it gotten it done, I really do believe that the obstacles and the setbacks that I had to deal with just made getting this designation so much more worth it. If I was able to just study for a year, get the designation by the end of 2016, and be like, yeah, you know what, on to the next, I would still feel happy about it, but I don't think I would feel the way that I'm feeling now, where I'm so attached to the designation to the point where I'm just proud of myself, and it just makes it so much more worth it. And again, you can apply that in your situation, because I know a lot of people Sometimes they're spinning their wheels, they're struggling with their fitness goals, with their habit goals, whatever your goals are right now. If it feels like it's a struggle and you are dealing with obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, I promise you there is a finish line. And once you get there, it is going to be the best feeling in the world. It truly is. It's going to make all of the struggles that you have been through worth it. So don't give up. Pay attention to make sure that it's something that's important to you. You know, like what I just did with distinguishing my failure with the CSCS compared to my failure with my CA, is it important to you? And if it is, it is worth fighting for. So be okay with those obstacles, embrace those obstacles because it is going to make it worth it. And then as well too, thing that I did right after I was done the exam was ask myself, okay, what's next? what am I going to do now? You know, where do I want to go from here? And I think we all kind of ask that question. We all want to be better. We all want more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's so important to still find that, that enjoyment along the way. Because if you're trying to lose weight right now, and say you've lost 20 pounds, we need to celebrate that It's okay to want more. You're like, yeah, I want 30 pounds. I want 40 pounds. I want 50 pounds, depending on how much you have to lose. But you know what I mean? We always want more. That's just how we have been built as human beings. If we weren't wired that way, we'd all still be cavemen. We wouldn't have evolved to where we are today. So it's okay to want more. But it's so important along the way to just make sure that you celebrate your wins. I don't give a shit how small they are. If you only lost two pounds this week and you have a friend who's lost 10 pounds last week, Who gives a shit? Celebrate your win because if you don't, it's never going to be enough. Yes, you're going to want more, but if you don't celebrate those wins, it doesn't matter how much more you gain, it will never be enough. Just like we always want that bigger house, that nicer car, that bigger paycheck, that next promotion. If we aren't enjoying where we are right now, it's never going to be enough. And what's the point of living if we aren't having some sort of fulfillment contentment and happiness in our journey. That kind of just leads me into what I've always been chasing for myself. You know, I started my business in 2014 and since I've started my business, I have actually been chasing one thing and that's knowledge, that's helping people. I have never cared how much money I make, how many clients I have. Those things are great and they are the byproduct of focusing on what's more important. For me anyways, and that has always been just focusing on helping people. Always being a student and never being too good for learning. So when it comes to you and your goals, try to focus on what you are chasing. Are you doing these things for the right things? Because if you are, it will be enough and it's okay. You're gonna want more, but the things that you gain along the way you're going to feel that level of satisfaction, that contentment, that happiness that is often the missing component to a quality life. But the things that you gain along the way, just take a moment here and be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself because at the end of the day, life is short and if we aren't proud of the things that we're trying to accomplish, what's the point? So start celebrating those small wins and I promise you it will make The obstacle's worth it. It will make the journey more enjoyable along the way. So before I sign out, you guys, I just want to thank you all so much for listening. I want to thank all of my amazing athletes. They know that they inspire the hell out of me to just focus on always being a better coach, always trying to evolve and be better for them and acquire more knowledge so i can help them in a better capacity they keep me going and i wouldn't be able to do this without them and as well too my amazing my amazing business partner and husband kyle oh my goodness he is uh, very silent and i know you guys don't know him very well because he isn't on social media as much as i am but That guy is just an incredible human being. He always believes in me when I don't believe in myself. He's always so patient with me when my test anxiety is just going through the roof. So patient and calming and just the most supportive person that I have in my life. And I am so blessed that I have him in order to keep me going. All right, you guys, that about wraps up this week's episode. I really appreciate you all for listening. What we're gonna do moving forward is I actually want to start sharing some weekly reviews. So if you guys haven't already, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review on the More Than a Physique podcast. It just helps me so that way we can reach more people if you have found these episodes to be helpful for you. By you leaving a review it just helps the algorithm so more people can find the podcast and then i am going to start sharing weekly reviews of the week on my instagram so that way you get a nice shout out just as a thank you for leaving me a review so if you haven't already be sure to head over there and thank you so much you guys in advance for leaving a review all right moving forward we will be doing weekly episodes so stay tuned make sure you guys have subscribed if you haven't already and stick around I look forward to chatting with you all again next week. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.